You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Let's say good morning to Chris Barsby. How are you, Chris? I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Looking forward to another big weekend of harness racing action coming up, Steve. What's going to be the highlight? We talked about Magnificent Storm, obviously racing at Gloucester tomorrow night at short... In fact, yeah, tomorrow night at short odds. But is there a particular highlight around Australasia that or a race that you're keen to watch? Well, I think that meeting tomorrow night at GP is going to be the highlight, not only for Magnificent Storm, but wonderful the fly steps out as well. So I'm particularly uh, interested to see how that mare goes. So very shortly, we'll talk with Matty Young as we do each and every Thursday, and we'll get his thoughts on both races. So... That's going to be very interesting. Another of a, a number of other good races this weekend. District Attorney is a horse that's racing in Melton on Saturday night. Could he be a Rising Sun candidate? Time will tell, but uh, he's racing in very good form and he's going to be one of the clear choices for that race on Saturday night. But we've got Albion Park racing Saturday night, Steve. 11 races. The feature there is the changeover two-year-old classic. So... This is one of the first of uh, our juvenile features this year. Recently, we had those APG Gold Bullion uh, final stage at Albion Park, but here's another good juvenile event. And Charlie Sini's got Bronski Zulu stepping out, and he joins us first up this morning. Charlie, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Good morning. Bronski Zulu, can he take this change over Classic? Well, he's going pretty good. He's only won the one race, and he's or every other one bar one, he's going as good as he's ever gone. It's just, you know, he'll have to go back and have one run at him again because he keeps drawing wide. So he's, he's spitting well, so just depends the tempo of the race if he can get into it. Okay. The Turpin McMullen horses, do they look the hardest to beat? Checking out the talent drawn one, the unbeaten filly Riley Rambo gate four. Yeah, that other one horse that Murray Thomas's goes pretty good too, that uh, Hoka horse. He goes pretty good. Okay. Now, two starts ago in that gold bullion final, uh, he got run down behind Ironclad, who's also stepping out in this race on Saturday night. Did you drive home disappointed that night? Not real. Disappointed he got beat, but I wasn't disappointed in the run. You know, he worked out the gate. Uh, he got to the front. And the other horse just had the coal sit on him and just got him the last stride, you know? Mm, you know, well, everyone would be happy if you won, but it's not that easy to win. Yeah. And, and as you said, his, his form's really good. Six starts, one win, four minors. He won first start. He was a clear favourite that day. And then you had to sort of throw him to the wolves a little bit. You had to take on the older horses. So... That's not ideal with a, uh, a young juvenile when you've got to go up against older horses pretty much instantly straight after they've won their first race. Yeah, it's a bit hard, Chris, but we wanted to try and educate him a bit from behind too. So I think yeah, he goes just as good from behind as in front. So it just depends, you know. The, the two-year-old race is always the hardest ones to win because everyone thinks they can win. Okay. Now, after Saturday night, Breeders' Classic, that's not too far away. Is that the next big mission for him? I think so. They come round quick, so, you know, we've just got to keep ticking him along and hopefully he can win the race before then. 
All right. But you're happy. You haven't lost any faith in this guy that he's still going as well as ever. Yeah, I, I wouldn't swap him for any other ones in the race, put it that way. Okay. Another horse that you've got competing on Saturday night, and she's low-flying right now, Bronski Delight. She's won three of the last four. Have you got peak? Uh, have you got her peaking at the right time, given that the Breeders' Classic's around the corner, and then you've got all those carnival features as well? So have you got her at the uh, the right time? Yeah, I think um, she's come at the hand pretty good. She's only very small, but she's got a good heart, and she can sprint well. Uh, just hopefully, you know, there's not too many fillies come from down south for the Oaks, you know. Um, you know, she, she'll, she'll be competitive as long as she draws good. Okay, I've got some good news for you. Jewel Melody unlikely to come up for the Breeders' Classic, so there's one less you've got to worry about. Yeah, well, you know, it's disappointing for their connections, but it's good news for our connections. Mm. As you said, this filly's only small, but... She's exceptionally fast. Is she a little underrated with her speed, Charlie? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. You know, uh, she probably can break 27 for a quarter if she's got her. So she's a very good pacer, so she doesn't lose any ground. She's a very good pacer. Okay. This race on Saturday night, not going to be easy. There's a few that are in good form here. Yeah, same thing, Chris. Everyone thinks they can win, so there'll be plenty of power on. She's drawn okay, so, you know, she don't have to lead to win, but it's always good to be in front. Yeah, absolutely. Well, two good chances for you there. Also on Saturday night, uh, your dad's memorial race will take place. Can I ask, how long has it been now since uh, Lou passed? It's been 13 years. Is that right? Yeah, it goes quick. Wow. Yeah. So that's 2010. Yep. Wow. Can you win that race? Uh, Chrissy's got left to Terra starting. Can you win it? It'd be a special moment for the family. Oh, I wish he was drawn one. I'd be, give him a good chance. But out in five, you know, he, these days he likes to be on the fence somewhere. So he'll go good. That's why he's still racing. But uh, he just needs a bit better draw. Mm. He is going well. And it's just about barrier draws. He, he hasn't had much luck with getting a good gate lately. No, he's always outside them all, so it makes it hard for him. He's honest, okay. he gives what he's got, but he's as good as them, but he can't give start. Sure. All right, well, hopefully there's a winner amongst that trio there on Saturday night. Really appreciate the time, Charlie, and we'll see you trackside. Thanks a lot, Chris. No problems. There's Charlie Seedy joining us. So uh, he's got those two key runners uh, in the feature, the changeover classic, Bronski Zulu. Uh, he's got the, the very sharp filly in Bronski Delight starting in race number eight. That's a good Q-bread race. And then uh, his dad's memorial race, the Lucini Memorial, is race number two. Left the terror steps out there for the family. Let's focus on Gloucester Park tomorrow night because this is going to be a very good meeting. Matty Young joins us now. Matty, appreciate the time. Good morning to you, Chris. Matty, well, Aldo caught a pass. He ever drive that horse again? Um, well... No, um, probably don't need to harp on about it either. So, yeah. No, look, true. I just he, wonder, in racing, often, you know, things go around in circles and you just never know. Like Brian York at one stage got taken off Might and Bower and got put back on the horse later on and won a couple of group ones. So I was just wondering, you never yeah. know, do you? No, never know. But I, I doubt it. I think the, the bridge has probably well and truly been burnt. So, um, yeah, we just focus on the new driver now and, and uh, on 
the race is at hand, I guess. Okay. Uh, he should cover that lot tomorrow night, shouldn't he? I think he will. Uh, I think uh, the one horse, Sangway Real, has got the speed to lead early. And then um, it hasn't had a race in six weeks. So I'm expecting that it's going to probably hand up to him. So that's how I saw it. And from there, he should just be able to cruise around and win. He's a good record over the short course. So it looks pretty hard to beat again. Okay, well, that's Magnificent Storm stepping out in race four. Race five tomorrow night, also a good race. This is the four and five-year-old championship, group three, Ray. Swing bands back in action, but uh, it's quite a deep race here. There's there's quite a few that you can make strong cases for. Yeah, look, I um, I found this race really hard and looked at, looked at it again this morning pretty closely. And I can't really find the winner, so... Um, I think looking at the early markets, I thought Swing Band probably represented the value. But uh, What's Up Sunshine, I thought, was a bit short. There's, I'd be going very wide in the quaddy, put it that way. Okay. What about the Mare's Race, the Breeders' Stakes, another Group 3 feature, wonderful to fly, steps out here, taking the Mickeys in very good form, 18 carats low flying. So how do you assess the Mare's feature? Well, I think taking the Mickeys, your leader in the race, 18 carat, the barrier draws, going to mean that she's close but it's going to need some magic from junior to be able to weave off the inside so um i thought wonderful to fly i really think change just needs to sit her up what we saw at the trial was really spectacular so uh, i think I, I i don't honestly think that taking the mickey's got the speed to be able to hold her out late it's just whether junior can work into the clear and uh, play a pivotal part in the finish but look i think Wonderful to fly is probably going to be the hardest to beat, and I thought she was uh, one of the better bets on the program. Are you guys still there? Yeah, you there, Chris? Yep, got you. Yep, no worries, got you there. back with us. What about Never Ending? He, he resumes uh, tomorrow night as well. Uh, he's had a couple of trials. We've spoken about those trials. This isn't going to be a pushover for him, is it? No, Hotly Pursuit's got the speed to work to the front and um, from there, I'm assuming on the Black Flash will run a much better race, but uh, I think never-ending. Justin's very clever. He had a nice soft trial, then he had a decent hit out and normally they come to the races and they explode. So I'm expecting him to be able to do that again and he, um, I think he'll win. Look, I think there's more ways that he can win when he's shown that. He has led and won on many occasions, but I also believe uh, he's first up when he came from last and six deep in a really quick last half. So I think he'll get the job done. That's just uh, how Junior intends on driving him is going to be, I guess, the uh, the big question. And, and just to show how good his form is, is like uh, the fact that he's not going to drive on the black flash ahead of him so confidently. So I think he'll get the job done. But, yeah, I'm a bit like you, Chris. I don't know whether I'd want to be diving into the shorts first up to find out. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a very interesting race. So it's a good card. They're the, the four focus races. Where do we find your best bet? Uh, race two will go with number nine. I think it's number nine or number eight. Uh, Valentine's Brook. There was a couple of scratchings in that race. Uh, yeah, look, Valentine's Brooks been racing against Magnificent Storm and Labrador Joe and Nullable Horses and drops in great here. 2,500 metres looks really well placed. And I thought, here we get the job done in the second. So Valentine's Brook early. And I was pretty keen, wonderful to fly, could get the job done as well. 
Okay, so that's race two, number eight, Valentine's Brook. And then the Mayor's feature, race six, horse seven, wonderful to fly. So after Friday night, what's the next target for that mare? Um, you probably know about as much as I do, Chris. I haven't spoken to Shane in probably a week. So, uh, yeah, I haven't really asked him, but I think um, I think last time I spoke to him, he was uh, looking at logistics on how to get east. And I'm just, yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't really spoken to him too much about it then. So uh, I know that he was a bit disappointed with her last race run. She over-raced. He was really happy with her trials, so... Yeah, I guess we'll um, we'll find out after Friday night. But yeah, at, the, at this stage, I know as about as much as a, a normal punter. Okay, he doesn't well, we'll tell me with, much <laughs> by the sound of it. <laughs> so we'll watch with interest there. Wonderful to fly. Hey, we spoke earlier in the week. There's been a number of purchases made recently by uh, connections over there with four-year-olds. We've got the Golden Nugget coming up later in the year. The most interesting of those purchases recently was Major Perry. He was a runner-up behind Leap to Fame in the New South Wales Derby last year. Uh, he's always raced at the uh, the elite level in New Zealand with Barry Purden. So he'll go west. He'll join the uh, the, the Bond operation, Greg and Sky Bond. So he's going to be a, a big draw card over there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as you mentioned on Tuesday on my show, there's some good names coming here and it just bulks up the, the ranks heading towards uh, the Golden Nuggets. And I mean, it's just good to get some good quality horses here. We've uh, got some really nice horses and uh, the upper echelon seems to be really flourishing at the moment. So uh, as as we can see with uh, tomorrow's four-year-old and five-year-old championship. So plenty of nice horses on the way back and plenty of nice horses just in general making their way over here to be able to try and take some money. Yep, absolutely. Ten race program tomorrow night. Matty, as always, appreciate the time and we'll chat again next week. Cheers, guys.